Let's just pray. Let's just pray and get into this, okay? Father, I just thank you for your word. The Bible says that the word of God is like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. And I thank you tonight, God, that your word will be like a hammer to break the rocks of religion in pieces, Father. I thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Holy Spirit, have your way. If you want that, say, Holy Spirit, speak to me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, the title of this message is called The Limit Breaker. The Limit Breaker, amen. That's pretty dope. I just like to see him every time. The Limit Breaker because the number one thing I hate about religion is how much it limits us, how much it holds us back. You know, I'm going to make a pretty blunt um, confession right now. Here comes the moment of truth. Pretty embarrassing confession. I was really debating whether I wanted to say this on stage. But it, 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 it exemplifies how limiting religion is. But when I was, you know, when I got saved, I was, you know, you all know, heard the story. I was fired up for God, whatever. I was so fired up for God, and, and I got my life. I think maybe because I was mixed up in the wrong music so bad that I, I was like, Christian music, and that's it, you know? So at our wedding, we didn't have no dance because we didn't have no worldly music. <laughs> Everyone wanted. I said, "No, no, we're not gonna have it. I don't care." Well, what? So I was like, "Dang, man, that's just that." Now I don't have many regrets in my life, but dang, that is one. So I just, I just because it limited so much fun, you know. So honestly, guys, I've been in the club every Saturday making up for it, you know, and just saying, you know, uh, I mean, you know what? No more devil, get off me. Give me another shot, and let's go do. I'm joking, I'm joking. But I did make up for it at our quinceañeras, and we're going to have an anniversary party, baby, and we will dance, I promise. <clears throat> so, um, but religion is limiting because all religion basically is, it's an adopted set of beliefs. It's an adopted set of beliefs that we adopt. They're not truth. We just hear it, make, up, make it up, whatever. It's an adopted set of beliefs that limit us, that, that, that aren't true, like such as if I danced, it wouldn't honor God, you know? So, I, and, and I just really been enjoying this religion rehab series, but tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about, instead of just religious adopted beliefs about how we relate to God, I want to talk more about adopted beliefs on how we view God on how we look at God, because I, I, I believe that Jesus wants to break some limits tonight off of you, off of me. Jesus wants to break some limits tonight, and he wants us to experience a new level of freedom. Again, I'm, spe- I'm preaching not to the house, but from the house, because I don't know about you, but I was here last week. I don't know if y'all caught it last 5 p.m. when Vicki Simpson was here, but she began to prophesy over South Campus. She said, South Campus, you've been in the furnace. But there's a fourth man in the furnace. And you see, I, I, I don't know about you, but I've been in the furnace. And I've been talking to some people that I know close to me. And y'all been in the furnace too. You know, but I want us to understand that even though we've been in the furnace, oh, I'm going to show you how the furnace is where God is trying to break our limits. The furnace is where God is trying to take us to the next level. You see, because we all say we want to go to the next level. Stretch me, enlarge my capacity, territory. Well, have you ever stretched something? It doesn't look very comfortable. 
It looks like something's about to bust when you stretch something. When you go beyond your normal capacity, it doesn't look too comfortable. And I'm here to tell you that some of you have been in the furnace with me, but I'm here to tell you that it's actually God trying to take us to the next level. It's actually God trying to take us to the next level. So we're going to go deep a little bit. We're going to go a little deep tonight. I believe some people are going to get some massive inner healing tonight. Because the problem is when we go through stuff, we go through hard experiences. Do you know, psychologists say that one of the major ways we adopt core beliefs in our life is through trauma, hard experiences, hard situations. We make up, a, we make up our mind. We make decisions at that moment. We make a decision. I remember Giselle, when she was, she was very small, she cut her hand and, 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 she, and it hurt. So she, she kept a fist, okay? She held a fist, but the thing is, two weeks later, it's just a little cut. It's healed. She's still walking around with a fist. She's happy, though. She's playing. She's, like, doing that thing. And I'm like, why do you have it? Oh, because I have a cut. Just open your hand. No, no, no. It's cut. She made a belief that I can't open my hand anymore because I was hurt. Because... This, I have pain here, so I, I, this is just the way I'm going to live my life now. And so that's an example of how these religious beliefs that we adopt toward God were just because God didn't come through one time. You adopt a belief that maybe that's not just for you, so you better just learn to live with your fist closed because you aren't going to be able to experience the freedom of using both hands. See, it, it's these, these beliefs that we adopt. We just make them up, and we got to understand this, when we are in the furnace, the enemy is so close, at least his voices, whispering in our ears, we, well, what does he say, the, the, the devil's number one aim is to taint our view of who our heavenly father is, the devil's there in our disappointment and pain, whispering, did God really say, if you really are the son of God, come on, hope and we'll adopt his set of beliefs about who God is. So if you're ready to go on this journey with me, we're going to look at a story in the Bible with probably the greatest siblings I've ever read in the Bible. Three people you may have heard of, Mary, her sister Martha, and her brother Lazarus. Now the interesting thing is these are siblings, okay? But the awesome thing about these siblings is that they were considered Jesus' friends. Not self-proclaimed. Jesus himself said, these are my friends. Now, 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 that's pretty awesome because I honestly can't find anybody else in the Bible that Jesus said that to. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, not in the New Testament, not where Jesus says, these are my friends. These are his friends where he actually liked hanging out with them. This is the one where they first met when Martha invited Jesus to their house. And they, Martha was cooking dinner. And what was Mary doing? Mary was just hanging out, sitting at Jesus' feet, just enjoying his company, learning about this good Savior, this good God. Jesus' friends, if you look later in the story, there's a, in John chapter 12, there's an there's experience where Jesus was going through town. He just stopped by to their house. He really loved these people. Now, how many of you will kind of consider yourself Jesus' friend? See, we become Jesus' friend when we hang out with him a lot, right? Do you spend a lot of time with Jesus? Are you serving and letting God use you? Then I consider you would consider yourself Jesus' friend too. 
So we're going to look at John chapter 11. And we're going to look at the story of Jesus' friends, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. I would, I would almost call them his best friends because they're the only ones he talked about. Well, what happened was Jesus' friends, Lazarus, was sick. So Mary and Martha said, no, hey, Jesus was out of town. But come on, they were Jesus' friends. They saw him heal. They know Jesus heals. They saw him heal countless people. So Jesus, they're like, oh, no biggie. Oh, no biggie. Thank God we're friends with Jesus, right? (laughs) We don't got to go press through the crowd to reach the hem of the garment. No, we just call our friend. We've got the end. We know Jesus. He loves us. He likes us. He's our friend. All I got to do is let Jesus know he'll come and heal my brother Lazarus and all is well. So Jesus' friends say, hey, actually, let's read it because you got to see this. It's John chapter 11, verse 3. So the two sisters sent messages to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend. Someone say dear friend. He says, Jesus, your friend, not not just somebody, your dear friend. He's very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although, someone say although. So although Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Although he loved them, although they were his friends, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Now, if you know the story, you're familiar with what happens over the next two days. Lazarus dies. The question is this. Why did Jesus wait? Blows my mind. I mean, these were his friends. They, they went to the five. I mean, they weren't just Sunday morning people. They were his, they loved being there. They were like, let's go to the five. The five was a normal routine for them. They weren't just like, ah, when is it? Ah. They, were, they were committed. They went to the five. They served. They were on the high team. Come on. They, they, they left all to follow Jesus. How many ever believe that because you do so much and you're so close to Jesus that you're going to be okay? That everything is going to work out for you. That because you love Jesus, because you serve him, because you're close to him, you're kind of protected. You're off bounds. Jesus is only friends of the Bible and he lets them die. Oh, Honestly, guys, what happened to if you take care of God's house, he'll take care of yours? Ooh. Not the case in this story, right? I mean, how many of you ever felt that way? Ooh, that you, you know you, you're serving God. We're doing stuff for Jesus. We're honoring God. And it seems like God just lets you down. That's called the furnace, people. That's called the stretch. When you're in it, mm. I mean, for that, that was kind of like their foundation being shaken, Right? But you know that without the, found, the foundation being shaken, it's the shaking that brings the breaking. Come on. It's the shaking that brings the breaking. So let's go. Let's go further. You want to see? Look, 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 look at this. Let's read on to the next verse 20. John eleven twenty 20 says, When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. 
So here he is, Lazarus is dead. Martha hears, Jesus is coming. She goes to meet him. What does it say? But Mary stayed in the house. Mary, the one who sat at Jesus' feet, the one that was to later pour oil over his feet. Come on. The Bible wouldn't have mentioned that, but Mary stayed if Mary didn't hear the same message. It's saying they heard the message. Martha went, but not Mary. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm just going to stay here. Have you ever been hurt to the point where you're like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to go to church today. Nah, you know, I tried that faith thing. I put it all out there. Oh, I tried. I believed. I fasted. I prayed. I tithed. Have you ever been to the point where you're like, you know, I just, I just, just don't feel like going to church today. It's not in prayer. Maybe next week I'll feel it. I'm just not feeling it. I just, I just don't want to read the Bible today, you know. See, Mary was in the spot where she's like, she was the one sitting at Jesus' feet, not Martha. She says, come on, Jesus. Why would you do this to me? I, I sat at your feet. You couldn't even walk over to come heal my brother. You've done it a million times, but not for me. Not when I needed it. You see, there was a time when I felt so hurt and disappointed with God that Honestly, me, I couldn't hear worship music. Not because I was possessed, guys. Okay, it wasn't that kind of deal. Like, <laughs> Shut it off. <laughs> it wasn't like that. I kind of said it, it kind of sounded bad. I'm like, clear the stage. It wasn't like that. I couldn't hear it because I just didn't feel like thinking about Jesus at the moment. Because I love God and I'm going to be in church, but just sometimes when you're going through the fire and you're going through the furnace and you don't, have you ever been through something that you just don't understand? Have you ever been through something that just doesn't make sense? It just, I don't get this. And, and you know what, I, I just don't feel like putting on the worship right now. I just don't, some, maybe some of y'all listening to this message through the podcast because you just don't want to go into a church. I, I'm just going to listen to the podcast. I'll still get the word. Have you ever been like Mary, where you're like, you know, I'm just going to stay here. Let's look at the verse again. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. We're going to get there later, but after this, you know what Martha does? Martha goes, I'm going to read this. I don't have the verse, but I'm going to read it. Next verse says, then, then she turned to Mary. She said, she called, Martha goes to Mary, she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. Martha talks to Jesus, and then she goes back to Mary, who's at home, who's just at home, because she didn't want to see Jesus at the time, right? She goes to her, she says, she, the Bible says, he, she literally whispers in her ear, so no one here. Mary, hey, I, I know you might be disappointed. I know you're going through a hard time, but he's asking for you. Mm. Come on. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says she got up immediately. She got up immediately and ran to Jesus. So the question is this. Why wouldn't she go to Jesus, but yet when he asked for her, she ran to him? She didn't want to go. I'm, I'm going to stay home. He's actually calling you. He actually wants you. He's calling you by name. Maybe it wasn't that she didn't want Jesus. Maybe she thought Jesus didn't want her. 
maybe sometimes we go through stuff and it's so disappointing that we begin to adopt religious beliefs about God, who God is in our lives. Maybe God's just not going to use me this way. Maybe God doesn't have that for me. Maybe I'm just not supposed to. Maybe it's for somebody else to believe and go to the next level, but maybe I should just be content where I am and stop trying to go to the next level like everybody else. The Bible says, oh, that was interesting. I was like, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Oh. So she ran to him. She ran to him. That was cool. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's read the rest of that story, okay? It says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. She ran to Jesus. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here. So what's your if only? What's your if only? Oh, come on, somebody. I ain't the only one going through the furnace. What's your if only? God, if only you would have come through that time, I wouldn't be in the mess I'm in right now. If only he wouldn't have left. If only things would have worked out. If only you had been here, Jesus. If only you you just would have come through. Why? We're your friends. This hurts, Jesus. Jesus, this hurts. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, you're about to see. You're about to see. We're about to get some breakthrough. Follow with me. I know this is... This is deep. This is, but you know, God's stirring up. God's stirring something up. Come on. We got to go deep sometimes to get healing. Come on. Jesus wants you healed and whole. He wants to set you on fire, and he's going to do it tonight. But sometimes we got to go deep into the pain. Sometimes you got to realize if only. Because it's that if only that we make a decision, and we, make, we adopt a belief about God at that moment. At the moment of rejection, at the moment of disappointment, we say, God, I guess tithing don't work. God, I guess I don't have a gift for healing. I guess you're not going to. We go through these moments of disappointment, and if we do not do what the Bible says, guard our hearts. Guard your heart above all that you guard. Because it's at that moment that we're so sensitive to make decisions, choices, adopt beliefs about who God is that's going to limit us or set us on fire. If only you would have come through, Jesus. Oh, you know what? Guys, we're going to go to the Isaiah verse real quick. See, the problem with if only is it implies that we know better. The problem with if only is it implies that we know better. God, you should have done what I said. God, you should have done it my way, and I wouldn't be in this mess. If only you would have done it this way. We, we, it implies that our ways are higher than God's ways. Oh, look at what the Lord says, Isaiah 45. It says, what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? 
Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Another translation says, you forgot the handle. How terrible would it be if a newborn baby said to his father, why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? This is what the Lord says to South Campus tonight. The Holy One of Israel, your creator, do you question what I do for my children? Do you question what I do for my children? He's saying, don't you dare doubt that I'm a good, good father. I am your father. I love you. Don't question how I parent. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm in my city. I work with parents. That's the last thing you want to do. Come on. <laughs> oh. And now I know where these moms get it from. The father's the same way. He goes, don't you dare question my parenting. I know what I'm doing. Just walk with me. Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? You see, the problem is, if only, is it challenges God's love for us. God says, I love you. Don't question. Don't, don't, don't think that I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I love, I love the, way, the way he says it. Do you question what I do for my children? Because it shows the love of a father. Saying, I am a strong father. I'm a good father. I got you. I got you, right? Okay, let's go deep. Let's go back to, now, guys, if we can go back to the other, uh, John chapter 11. Let's go back where we were, uh, verse 36, I believe. No, 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 32, I'm sorry, verse 32. Let's just go back. This is when Mary arrived and saw Jesus. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been there, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her. Look at this, look at a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. I love this. The Bible says, Jesus, a deep anger welled up inside of Jesus, and Jesus was deeply troubled. Another translation says he was disquieted. He was, he was, he was upset. See what I love about that? If you read on, it says, where have you put him? He asked. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. Jesus wept. So here it is. Here's this story. Okay, follow me. So Mary talks to Jesus, and Jesus, the Bible says that he was so disturbed, he was upset, and he actually started weeping. Now, weeping isn't a tear. Weeping is, come on, something you don't want on camera. <laughs> weeping is the ugly cry. Jesus ugly cried. Not only did he ugly cry, but the Bible says that he was upset. Some of you need to hear this, and I don't know who it is, but somebody needs to know that Jesus is not okay with what you've been going through. Somebody needs to know that Jesus is not happy about what's been happening in your life. He's not okay with it. It upsets him. It disquiets him. It disturbs him. Maybe it makes him weep. Jesus is not okay with some of the stuff that you've been walking through. Mm, let's finish. The people, 
who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? He healed a blind man, but he couldn't save his best friend. You guys ready? This is where the limit breaker steps in. This is where the limit breaker comes, you see? Because they knew him as a healer. They knew Jesus as the healer. Oh, he's easily going to heal him. No, no biggie. He does it all the time. It's like he does it in his sleep. Like, he does it with his spit. He does it with anything. He just, he just heals like just, just, he's really good at it. Easy. Religion is a formula. Relationship requires faith. When we depend on formulas instead of our father, we're bound to be disappointed by religion. When we depend on formulas instead of our Father, we're bound to be disappointed by religion. God rarely works the same way twice. He doesn't like to do it twice the same way. He switches it up. We got to do something different. What do we got? There's mud. Use the mud. Healed. He switches it up. Why? Because if he always healed with mud, we'd be selling mud. Holymud.com. For three payments today, you can get this holy mud, same stuff Jesus used. Heal three people, guaranteed to work for you. Jesus can't do it the same way because you worship the method and not the maker. If Jesus did it the same way, you'd say, I don't need Jesus, I got mud. I don't need Jesus, I got mud. So, see, maybe they got so lax. Oh, he's the healer, Jesus. <laughs> These are my friends. I'm going to take them to the next level. Watch. <laughs> see, you know, we go so deep. You just go so deep. Do you want to get the breakthrough? Here it comes. It's actually because they were his friends that he let them die. It's because they were his friends that he wanted to take them to the next level. It's because you're his friend that you're going through stuff. It's because he loves you that you're facing stuff that you're not comfortable with, that you don't understand, that you don't know why you're going through it. It's because you're his friends. It's because you're one of the ones he likes. It's because he loves you. That's why you're standing out of the boat, because he wants you to walk on water. You see, you got to understand that they said the good teacher is here. He wants to see you. Jesus says, it's time to break the limits of what you believe I am. It's time to break the limits. You see me as a healer? Oh, I'm more than a healer. I ain't no doctor. I'm the Savior. I ain't no doctor. I'm the Savior. I'm the Christ. I'm the anointed one. Storms bow down to me. I'm going to blow your mind and show you another level of faith, another level of greatness. You want to break the limits? This is how we do it. Because it's when he's, when he's in his greatest disappointment, Jesus blows their mind and says, Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> They're like, nah, Jesus, you don't want to do that. <laughs> now, you, you don't want to do that. Trust me. You've been there four days. Don't make him come out. Jesus, man, step aside, son. Let me show you how it's done. 
<laughs> Bible says on the, he was in the tomb for four days. Four days. Not three days like Jesus. Not three days like Jonah. Four days. Why four and not three? It's because four is the number of seasons. <laughs> it was on the fourth day that God created the, the sun and the moon and created time. The fourth day, God set this whole thing up with seasons and time and motions. God says, I'm going to make Lazarus rise on the fourth day just to show you that what you're going through is just a season. Come on, somebody better make some noise in this place. Oh, somebody better get set free right now. Oh, someone's getting set free right now in Jesus' name. Oh, because the devil's been lying to you, saying it's going to be like that the rest of your life. The devil's been lying to you, saying you better get used to it. You better just accept it. Jesus says, oh, it's only a season. It's only a season. Oh, it's just for a minute. Because I want to enlarge your territory. I'm going to take South Campus to the next level. I don't want South Campus just to, just to know me as just a, a church. Just another church in the community. I'm not, I don't want to be another church. There's plenty of churches. I don't want to do that's That's boring. There's so many to choose from. So many flavors. Let's just pick one today. Boring. I don't think God wants South Campus to be another church in the South Bay. So he takes our team and he puts us through some fire to show us we can be more than a church. We can really be a house of transformation. We could be a place of healing. We could be a place where people get healed, get set free, where demons got to run and shake. This can be a place where what you've been struggling with all your life changes the moment you walk inside of here. Oh, come on. Come on. But it only changes if we walk through this furnace. See, I know we've been going through stuff, but God's comforted me. He says, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's just a season. Because when you go through this uncomfortable thing, I tell you, it's just, I feel like I'm free falling. Just like, whoa. Free falling. I'm not a singer. I'm not going to pull a Jew. I can't do that. Jews got the gift. I don't. But when you're free falling, you learn to fly. You're like, I don't even need the ground. I got this. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So what do we do? See, Jesus is sorry that you had to walk through the fire, but he wants to take you to the next level. Can I close? Let me read one more verse. Let's go to Habakkuk, guys. What do we do in this season? Habakkuk chapter 3. This is amplified, so it's going to be a little louder. Just hang on. It says, Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines... Though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls. What does that mean? Though things aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Though things aren't happening the way they're supposed to. You're sowing and you're not reaping. You're giving and you're not receiving. It's not working right. Though things aren't working, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. 
The Lord God is my strength. Listen, I love how the Amplified says my personal bravery, my invincible army. You ready? He makes my feet like hinds feet. And uh, this is the best part, best part right here. He will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, and responsibility. You see, regardless of the season that we're in, if we can say, yet will I praise him. Yet shall I praise you, God. If you can say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you're a loving father, and I trust that you're going to work this out. I trust that what you say is true, and I praise you anyway, God. You are still good. You are still faithful. See, what happens, the Bible says, then your feet start moving up like hinds feet, like a deer's feet. You can, instead of standing still, you actually make progress. Your praise will enable you to make progress. Instead of backing up in fear and saying, God, when are you going to come through? When we can praise God in the midst of it, we can make progress and stand on the heights. That's what God's doing tonight. That's what God's speaking to us tonight. Listen, I want to, I know, I know this is a deep message. I know this is like the calmness I've preached in a long time. But it's okay. It's, it's hard for me to preach this message, actually. It's really hard when you're in the same furnace. When I'm saying, yet shall I praise him, just to stand here with you and tell you we're in this together. Let's get through it. Let's get to the next level. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com. 